My name is Jenny Bowden, and I believe that having the life of your dreams starts with doing things every single day that you're probably not very good at yet. I hope you come to this podcast daring to dream, daring to light your heart on fire, but also realizing that the end results of your efforts right now might be pitiful, might be so much less than you imagined they would be, and that that is okay. That is just the way it should be. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Jen. Ah. I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. (laughs) Me too. Okay, so I know you've been listening to the podcast, at least here and there, and one thing I wanted to bring back from an episode I did forever ago is because this podcast is about starting where you're at and like not being perfect right away, just being willing to fail. And I, I kind of like the idea of hearing a bit of your story first week before we get into that and specifically what makes your life a little challenging on the day to day or maybe even a lot challenging and no details are like too personal if you feel like you want to share them. So tell us a little bit about you. I know a little bit about you. I don't know as much as I'd like because I wish we talked closer and more than once every six years, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we did have some bonding times when we both lived in Winnipeg for work. Yes. Right. And I think we're pregnant with our babies and we now homeschool. Yes. And we're, our, our kids are like, what, less than a month apart, aren't they? Yeah, they're really close. Well, Jane is December 29th, 2011. Yeah, and Hiram's February 5th. So yeah, they're like, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was pregnant first because I was pregnant coming into the summer and then you got, you found out you're pregnant Yeah, that summer. Yeah. So, and I remember us going for walks and stuff and having a lot of awesome conversations. So yeah, I, w- I wish that we lived close so we could be more of this journey together is because as we mentioned, we don't really know that many people that homeschool personally in our personal lives. But I know and I felt like when you messaged me about homeschooling, I felt like it was kind of like happening again, because we had both kind of found each other in Winnipeg. And we both found out somehow that each other was pregnant, but we weren't really telling anyone else yet. And our yeah. husband was not interested in talking about like, whatever pregnancy things we wanted to talk about at all <laughs> at least not at the level that we know so we just kind of found that in each other and then yeah. we again with the homeschool thing so yeah cool. totally I remember I saw like I don't know I saw some signs I don't even know how I figured it out but I was like are you gonna homeschool because I was we had kind of made the decision and you're like yes and I was like that is amazing and then I had another friend actually that started homeschooling at the same time and I kind of found out for her so I do have another friend in Alberta that homeschools her two daughters but yeah it's it's really nice to find um people that you can just relate to and have that in common and find support so it's really important and a lot of people listening probably aren't going to be homeschoolers or even interested in homeschooling their kids necessarily but I think it's always a topic that people are interested in hearing about yeah so seems so weird on the like to most people like why why would you yourself honestly yeah when you just have public school and anything so accessible why would you choose the other that seems to be a harder option right yeah and in so many ways (laughs) public school is a great option so Mm -hmm. yeah so it just doesn't seem like an obvious path anyways yeah 
Yeah. And I mean, that's something that it's such a personal decision and it looks so different for every family, just like everything does. But homeschooling, home education, it's such a broad, there's so many different options and alleys you can go down and it's so open-ended, which I just, that's something that I really, really love about it actually. Okay. So where are you at right now in your life? You have three little kids. Yeah. I have Jaina. She's seven. Julian just turned five and then Jesse's going to turn two at the end of May. And I'll be 35 this year, uh, which is so weird. And we just moved to the Comox Valley in BC and we're just renting. So, this. Yeah. Wh- where is that? The Comox, Comox Valley? The Comox, Comox Valley. Oh, it's okay. like consists of three kind of little places, Cumberland, Courtney and Comox. And then we just live outside like 20 minutes outside of town and in a little town called Merville, Merville. I don't like to name it so funny. I live in Merville. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's I live in picture butte, so I can't talk. <laughs> but the ocean is our back is our backyard. Like literally, there's no one behind uh, us. Ocean and mountains. It's just amazing. I wake up every day happy <laughs> from my bed. I yeah, why, is that why you moved specifically for the for this scenery? place? Yeah, because we found this. We're just renting, but we found this acre lot, and it's just like this huge house on this acre lot, and it's just amazing. And it was this the same amount of rent we were paying for this like 400 square foot house in this Legoland community that was kind of a temporary place anyway. And so, my husband's from here, and he always wanted to move back. And then I found this house and, and we got it and we're like, okay, this is happening. It was all very fast and it, the timing was just perfect and we're just so happy here and we love it. But we moved from Victoria to here. But it's busy. Here. Hmm? But it's got to be busy. That can't have been easy to move your whole family so fast like that. Well, it was in December too. So it was during Christmas and I was gone to California for a week. And so it was crazy, but it was good because we didn't have to switch schools. So that was a bonus. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so yeah it was in the works of us moving here we came and looked at a bunch of schools before and we kind of narrowed one down and then through over like a year we kind of made then we made the decision to homeschool so then we were like oh well wherever we move to that puts a lot of pressure off because we don't have to go around to school and we can just move you know where the opportunity arises and where we want and then we found this place kind of randomly and it was just like in a month done, we were moved. So we did a lot of prep before for like the last year and a bit. And then it just, the timing okay. just was awesome and it worked out. But that's cool. Yeah. So like you asked me how I kind of decide, like began homeschooling, like. Yes. Okay. So this was something that I've always kind of known about homeschooling and it's always kind of been in my heart, but I had a couple fears that kind of held me back from and there wasn't really a reason to necessarily so Jaina went to kindergarten and grade one in public school Mm -hmm. and she went to two different schools because we had moved after her for her kindergarten year but then um I don't know it just seemed like things kept happening little by little and my heart was just like being more open and kind of pushed towards this option of homeschooling and um and then when she was in grade one she just um she just started having a harder time at school. Like she was stopped. She, we would keep her home like one day a week by the, for the last like four months. So she was only really going like four days a week. And my husband, like he was talking to me about it and he's, he would drop her off lunch very often at school and he would drop into her class and he would just catch her. And she'd just be like staring off, like so bored, just sitting there, like (laughs) looking around. And it was 
reoccurring like that's how he would catch her and she was so happy to see him and and then she started just didn't want to be she realized like oh like I oh this is what school is I don't I don't like this I don't want to be here and um when I drop her off at school you know the mornings are so crazy and you rush and you drop them off and she would just cry and it wasn't this like whiny I don't want to go to school maybe some kids do or sometimes she'd done but yeah it was this like desperation, Jen, like in her eyes, like she was this desperation and she's like, mommy, like, no, I don't want to go. And it was just, I, why would I send her? I'm like, okay, she's not coming today. And the teacher's like, oh, okay. And, um, cause I just got to the point where like, why am I sending my daughter to school? Like, I don't actually have to, no one's forcing me to keep yeah. her here. Right. And so, yeah she'd be coming home like one day a week and anyway just different things that happen that we just made the decision like okay we are gonna homeschool and we felt really excited and and happy about that and it was just I mean I don't have I think a misconception is that they hate public school or something right they have this really bad attitude and I I think there's a, a place for it for sure and it just doesn't work for everybody and I just there's so many pros to homeschooling that for us outweighed the pro of going to public school and mm-hmm. the fact that I could be at home with my kids and that we actually had the option to do that. And I had a desire and a willingness to do it. It just made it kind of a no brainer. And so that's kind of how it began. That's so funny. Cause my, our story was almost this very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Hiram was, I guess he's a grade behind because they're in different years, but he started kindergarten and he actually loved it. Like he, he's so social. So he just mm-hmm. loved being around kids his own age all day. And yeah. he's so excited to about recess and hot dog days and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. They had a water table in the kindergarten. And it was just like all so awesome. Yeah. Most of it anyways. And, but the thing was that he would come home from school every day and be a wreck like he'd be Mm -hmm. fine for like the first if I didn't send him outside to play hard immediately for like two hours he was just like on the floor sobbing he didn't know why and I honestly think for him he's such an active little guy Mm -hmm. um it's hard to be indoors a lot yeah it was it was it was too much too much like structure for him Mm -hmm. at that age that's mm-hmm. what I felt anyways. Which honestly I think is a, is the ca- case for most children. They just can't voice it. They don't really know what's going on. I mean, Jaina had a really good kindergarten experience and we just loved her teacher. And she she liked school too. I think it more started happening in grade one. But mm-hmm. I mean, I also read this book that talked about how kids that they don't necessarily feel safe at school. They don't have this big relationship with trusted adults that they have this ongoing connection with. And so they hold mm-hmm. in a lot of their emotions that happen throughout the day. And then they let it out as soon as they get home and they're in that safe place. Right. And they let it out. And that's why we see a lot of kind of the, 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 the breakdown, emerging. emotional. Yeah. Like yeah. outbursts when they get home, you're like, what is going on? Like, yes. And like what happened? And they're just like, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if you got this too. Like, what did you do today? I don't know. Like, it's like so hard for them to like recall even what they did in their day. Yes. Yeah. They're just so little. Uh And it's funny you say that because we're um, going through the process of looking to adopt through the foster care system right now. And um, which is a whole different topic, but Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a book I'm reading called the connected child. And it just talks about 
that like creating that relationship of attachment and when you really think of like you don't think about it as much when you just have this newborn and you're breastfeeding and you just have so many opportunities to attach to your child that it just kind of happens but yeah. when you have to think about like there's so much work and time that goes into that relationship so you can't expect a child to be able to create that very important relationship with a teacher mm-hmm. who also is in charge of like however many kids 22 to 30 kids yeah yeah just doesn't have the means to create an attached relationship with each one of them mm-hmm. and I think for Jana, like she had that attachment to our kin- her kindergarten teacher Mrs. Bonsdorf she would like hug her every day and then oh. she's yeah and then she started grade one and it with a different teacher in that same school and she would hug her like every day and they just had this like amazing bond. Like we would, we met her to go like skiing and stuff like that. Like this was, uh, awesome... yeah. So I think that was really too why kindergarten went so well. And then in grade one, she switched schools in October and then there just wasn't that connection to like really anybody. And then mm-hmm. you have the problem kids in the class that, you know, aren't nice and do things. And that whole social scene is really, that's like the number one thing I actually really don't like about public school is the whole social setting and okay and that brings me into my next question because I wanted to kind of unpack some of the number one questions that you get asked from other like parents about homeschooling and um the number one question I get asked almost every single time when homeschooling comes up is aren't you worried about your children socially so what would you say that because it's so common oh my goodness well they have (laughs) it's like well it just kind of baffles me because then I I just think well do you what do you think is socialization and how do your kids learn so do you think that they learn best from being in a classroom and learning from their peers how to socialize like is that is that do you do you really think a six-year-old should be teaching your six-year-old how to socialize (laughs) exactly exactly so I think well you know we're as the parents as adults in society we are mirroring we are setting the standard for behavior and we teach our kids right we teach them about life and manners and etiquette and social skills they don't learn that from someone their own age they actually learn the opposite (laughs) I read um it was a psychological book like I I took it from my counselor's office actually and I can't remember I think the author was some someone Piper or Piper I don't know but she talked about how in our society, we really miss out on what she called the collective wisdom of the ages. So mm. children just aren't around younger siblings as much as they used to be or grandmothers or their parents. Like there's just so much wisdom in your grade one child learning how to interact with your infant. There's so much uh, in him learning how to interact with his grandmother. Like that's mm-hmm. so important. And when we, yeah, when we streamline kids in public school, they're really missing out on that, on a, I think, on a huge level. Yeah, they're totally missing out on that. And they have, they spend, you know, seven hours, five days a week in, in, a, in, a, in the school with all these different peers and a lot of times not in positive situations and they don't necessarily have a voice to even express that. And mm-hmm. And yeah, they're missing out on a lot. Like one of the things, it just actually hit me tonight. So Jaina played with her brother, Julian, like all day today. Yeah. And they're just engaged in just awesome creative stuff and different things. And I was doing hair. So today we kind of didn't do as much school. But 
pre-play date. Yeah. (laughs) And I thought, and I was like, you know what? This is such a gift that homeschooling has given my kids. They would have been separated all day, had a couple hours to play together before bed or whatever. They're developing this super strong relationship and that and family relationships are really what lasts it's not necessarily you know the kid you meet in elementary school chances yeah. are you're not going to even know them when you're 30 you know you're not or even like after that so you're really getting this rich opportunity to grow in what matters most which is family you know mm-hmm. and then other friends that you expose them to and that's been a really big blessing And not only is the home environment, like we said, less regimented, um, they have that attachment where they feel like they can act, play out their feelings where they need to, like it's Mm -hmm. very safe, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also a place where because, because they can act out all that it really gets dirty sometimes, right? Like it gets, there are tantrums, they're like every bad feeling that they have gets played out. And so that's really a a great opportunity we've found to do some like really good work and problem solve those feelings, problem solve those like the struggles in those relationships when a brother and sister aren't getting along. Like that's been such a rich opportunity for us as Mm -hmm as a family too. Yeah, for sure. Teaching them the art of communication and how you can express your feelings and what you could do differently. There's so many teaching moments, like even just the fact that I get to see my daughter learn and learn with her and to Mm -hmm. witness this is also such a blessing to me. I like, like I said before, you ask them, how's your day? I don't know what I learned. Like you're not even involved, you know, you just see some tests or a book work that they did. That's great. But it's just, it's, it's just, it's just been an amazing experience. Honestly, I'm so, so, so grateful that we made this decision. And I just, I love it. I, I don't know if I'm going to homeschool like all my kids to all the way. I'm just taking yeah. it as it comes right now. And this is right for the season that we're in. But I can't imagine her not being at home, you know? Oh, yeah. I feel the same way every once in a while because Hiram really only had a positive experience at school. He didn't really ever get to a point where he he was asking not to go to school. Mm -hmm. Um, And so every once in a while, he'll be like, hey, maybe I should start, maybe I should do grade two at school next year. That'd be cool, right, mom? And then, like, it's not like he's, like, he's kind of happy either way, but he says that, and I'm like, "Ah, that would be so sad. Like, I (laughs) I would miss him so much. And part of me is just selfish about this, honestly. Like, for me, those first few years, I know a lot of people are like, give me all the babies and the breastfeeding and the that is just like the trenches for me I will be like I do not do well on the limited sleep (laughs) that an infant brings into my life oh yeah the sleep oh so exhausting it is I'm like I put in so many hours with you and Hiram was a terrible baby (laughs) and like you remember oh that time we were living in that motel with Vivint I don't know if you remember, but he didn't sleep like at all the whole time. We were, oh, he's just. Anyways. And Kamloops? Was that in Kamloops? No, it, Kamloops was better. It was the first, Camrose. Oh, Camrose. Yeah, we started out in Camrose. Oh, yeah. It was so bad. But I just always remember you like had him strapped to you everywhere. And Andrew was yeah. like, man, Jen's such a workhorse. She's such a trooper. Look at her go. And I was just like, she is. Like, I was always so impressed by you. Yeah, because if I ever put him down, he would scream. <laughs> That's 
that's why. <laughs> okay, the truth comes out. <laughs> I just had to wear him on my body <laughs> everywhere. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm like, I just, I, you're like interesting. You have all these ideas. You can play independently. Like I, this is, and you can help out around the house. Like he knows how to fold his own laundry. He knows how to cook eggs. Like he's yes. one of those, and it's yes. so fun. Like this is the fun part for me. I don't want to send him to school right now. Are you kidding? I know. Seriously. Yes. I know we do. We have like in our, in what we do is we have kind of a theme for each day, like above the schoolwork that we do. So we have like music Monday, cookery Tuesday, watercolor Wednesday, life skill Thursday and field trip Friday. And so nice. we're always, we always kind of like do different things. And Jane has learned so much with cooking. Like I, we love cookery Tuesday. We've just made so many different things. And yeah, now she's like makes her own sandwiches and salads and chops all these vegetables. And it's just so cool. There's just like, I know so many, there's so many like opportunities that are so precious that just would not exist if they were at school. It's it's so fun to see the confidence that they get from those little things. Like even today, Hiram's been doing more and more in the kitchen, like chopping more things. And today he could tell I was, I was like, trying to finish painting something because we have a major fixer-upper on our hands so I'm trying to finish painting something before we go on our little field trip for today Mm -hmm. which is we're going to this agricultural fair and uh and he sees that I'm like stressed trying to get it done and he's Mm -hmm. like hey why don't I pack the lunch and at first I was like (laughs) can't pack the lunch for our whole family but then I realized he totally could and we just kind of talked about what he should bring and packed it and put it all by the door packed everyone's water bottles made sure the girls and he was just glowing like he was so proud of himself and that's so (laughs) fun to see them really step up in your family too yeah totally I know I feel like Gina's because she's the youngest she was always the youngest in her class because we put her in when she was four right and she turned yeah five at the end like right at the end of the year and I've just really seen her like just be a leader and when we're around other people and with adults and talking to other people she's just right in there and she's just she has this confidence that I don't think that she would have been like had the chance to develop if she went to public school this year so that's been really neat to see oh that's awesome okay we're leading into my next question that I always get asked which is where do you find the time to Mm. do all the things do as a stay-at-home mom so that like dishes vacuuming whatever it is laundry and Mm -hmm. effectively homeschool your child or cut hair Mm -hmm. in your example from the other yeah yeah no I'm a hairstylist and I have an Etsy shop and then I do like photography so (laughs) And I was always like, I'm going to really get into photography when my kids are in school. I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> no, they're what not are you going. doing, <laughs> But honestly, it just, it actually works. Like one of the biggest things that I feel that homeschooling has given our family is freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's given us kind of our life back, to be honest. Um, we're not, we're not ruled by someone else's clock, you know? Mm-hmm. And the school hours didn't really work for us anyways. Like we're not, Jane is not a morning person. She never has been since a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was really stressful every morning. Yes. We were Those late, more- like most so of the time. stressful. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And then just like dropping whatever we're having going on to pick her up in the parking lot and the lineups and all that. I don't miss that part at all, but 
Um, That's such a good example of something that gives you more. Like, I feel like I have so much more time. Yeah. When I look out the window and I see my neighbor doing the drive and we're still just sitting at our breakfast table, everyone's (laughs) in their pajamas and we're having hot breakfast that we've all like cooked together and the kids are helping. We're just working at our own pace and knowing it's all going to happen. You feel like those are the moments when I feel rich like yes (laughs) like you have it better than anyone else because this is just so amazing yeah no seriously it's it's almost like out of a storybook like just describing that like that's a real joy and that is really what a lot of mornings look like and it's yeah and sometimes like candles like it's yeah it's romantic especially through the winter yes oh yeah Mm -hmm. poetry tea time is happening like there's the magical (laughs) parts yeah (laughs) but honestly yeah just give having us like have the flexibility and freedom has been huge and you're gonna have to remind me of the question okay how how do you find the time okay the time so that is our freedom so really you have like the whole day is an open slate to slot in however you want it and so you just make the time and you find and one of the things too is like okay kids are in school for seven hours so people think like they were are learning for maybe five out of those seven hours well in reality a lot of school is getting kids attention like breaks um lineups they actually only like really teach and I my sister-in-law's a teacher and I've talked to their teacher it's like an hour and a half an hour a day that kids are solidly kind of learning and even then probably half of them are off in space because there's like 22 kids in a class and they're not all totally focused so really at this age it's like mimicking an hour and a half of actual school yeah you don't have to have all this pressure that you're having to start at 8 30 and end at 2 30 and the nice thing for me what I found too is that that can happen anytime during the day like exactly when I yeah. sit down and we didn't get much school done but Hiram and I practice reading for 45 minutes before he goes to sleep at night that's mm-hmm. just as good as if we did it at nine in the morning like there's mm-hmm. no it can just be kind of spread out in really natural chunks throughout the yeah. day yeah Totally. I know because Jaina, like I said, she's not really a morning person. So for us to get up and start with school, some kids that works, they want to get the schoolwork done and then they have the rest of the day to do whatever, right? But I've kind of just from observing her, she works better just to go off and play with Julian for a couple yeah. hours in the morning. And then yes. we do school, you know, like throughout the day after that. And that's been huge for us too because I was kind of trying to, I, really struggled to build this ideal morning routine Mm -hmm. and it wasn't working like Mm -hmm. by the time we got to by 10 o'clock we were supposed to like by 10 o'clock I didn't put myself on like a super strict schedule but I kind of had in my mind like around 10 o'clock ish we want to be having our morning collective which is where we just kind of talk about what we're doing for the rest of the day we have like a few little routine items that we do and Mm -hmm. then But by that point, we were exhausted. And it wasn't even like, it didn't feel like we were doing that much. The kids had to do some things to get ready for the day. We had to have breakfast and clean it up during, while I do clean up, Hiram does his writing. But like, it was pretty, even though it was just like getting ready for the day, it was still pretty draining, like getting, I don't know, because Hiram helps the girls get ready and I'm helping all of them and getting myself all the last things that I need to do to get ready and it was just it was exhausting and so Mm -hmm. 
we talked about it. Like I was like, Hiram, this isn't working. And he was dragging his feet every time. (laughs) It was just awful. Like it wasn't working at all. And he needed more free play time. And Mm. so I was like, sweet, let's extend that. We, so sometimes we don't do our morning collective till it's almost the afternoon, Yeah, (laughs) but it works so well. It honestly does. Yeah. And, Yeah. And, and things change. Like, I mean, I was just thinking like, Hmm, how did I first begin? Like I did a morning time thing and we would start with like a dance. Like we would start with dancing and then we would like say our morning prayers and then we would do different things and we would do our read aloud. And so we'd have our morning time. And then, and then I started doing that during breakfast. And so I would be reading and stuff while they ate. And then yeah. I started like working out this year. And so when I first wake up, I'm working out for like half an hour, an hour. And so now I don't can't. And then I've started like eating better. And so I want to enjoy my food. I don't want to be like reading while I'm trying to eat. And so I don't really do it during breakfast now. And we yeah. want to do it after. And so that's also awesome with homeschooling is that it changes and you can just go with the flow of things, you know? There's no one telling yeah. you this is what you have to do and this is when and this is how you have to do it. It's, again, freedom and flexibility and catering to when your child is aware and ready. Because honestly, what is when is your child going to learn? Is it going to be when they're having someone teach them and talk to them and read from a book and, and say do this and pay attention to this and kind of force them into it of this is the time, this is when we're learning, this is now when we're doing it. Are they really going to remember? Are they going to like it? Are they going to instill a love of learning from that? No, it's when they're alert, receptive and wanting to do it. And so I think I've also, that's a big thing that I've had to learn because I was a little bit um, kind of more regimented in the beginning with Jaina, like we are doing this now, like you need to read this reader. Like, and I felt a lot of pressure because I think a lot of moms starting out, they feel a lot of pressure from they were just yeah the school system and like oh you're home there's a lot of security there yeah. too right oh my gosh yeah so much and yeah you don't really know what you're doing and it's such a big learning curve and I think like most moms probably start out pretty strict or really lax one or the other and you just have to find your place like I just mm-hmm. I've had to I knew that I have to have a lot of grace for myself because I didn't I had never done this before you know, and that I would eventually learn and yes. I'd learn my daughter and how she worked and we just learned together and just, yeah, I mean, it's April now. And so the last however many months, like it's coming to a good point and it'll change again, but it's, it's a journey. Yeah. And I think you hit on a really important point too, when you mentioned how you started wanting to work out and eat differently or whatever, because one of the other questions that um, I don't get this as much, but you mentioned that a lot of people ask you how you feel qualified to do that since you don't have a teaching degree. I have a teaching degree, so that's like one thing I can wave. Mm, that's awesome. <laughs> I can be here right now. <laughs> like I but, am a teacher. <laughs> but it does, it honestly doesn't help me at all. So um, like in the real world, I know my way around the Alberta program of studies maybe a little better and feel mm. more confident. But- actual teaching not so much um but you you hit on something really cool when you talked about like how your routine changed because you wanted to work out um it's like it's not just about knowing your child it's about the uh, to me I think the thing that qualifies you the most to teach your children is just your own desire to learn your own desire to grow and Mm -hmm. to keep 
shifting things around as you reach for that, right? As you, I don't know. Totally. What are your thoughts? Well, a lot of people said, oh, you're going to learn a lot too when they found out I was homeschooling. And it's, yeah, I'm excited because I don't remember everything I learned at all. And so you get to <laughs> you relearn with your child, like about clouds and about the moon cycle and just everything, like the phases yes. of the moon and just all these different things that you study. And it's, it's really awesome. It's, it's kind of miraculous to just get a second chance in a way yes. of learning all these things and then seeing it kind of through the lens of your child as well and right along with them. Totally. So that's been a big blessing, but honestly, it about the teaching thing of feeling qualified, um, homeschooling and doing this has really opened my mind to what is an education? What is an education? What does it really mean? Um, what do you think is an educated person? And it's such a broader topic and definition than a lot of people kind of think, you know, it's yeah. just, we were, you know, what we do is we go to public school and that's what we do. That's just what everyone does. Yes. But there's, there's so many more different avenues. And um, also as far as teaching, like as a mother, you have a, a sacred calling and a duty and a responsibility, and you're already learning how to teach your children in, in a vast variety of ways. And so teaching them, you know, learning and helping them have a love for learning and teaching them things that is beneficial for them is just an extension of motherhood in a lot of ways. Yeah. Just an extension of that moment where I think that all mothers have, when you look at that new baby and you, with your whole heart, promise them. Mm-hmm. I Like, do you remember this moment? Especially with my first, like it was Hiram, I remember mm-hmm. it the most. Just looking, it had kind of been a few weeks since he had been born and all the chaos was kind of over with people coming and visiting. And I got a second to just really just sit with my baby. Mm-hmm. And I just felt this rush of like, I will go to the end of the earth to make sure that you have everything that you need Mm -hmm. from me in Mm -hmm. life. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, it's really just an extension of that promise. Totally. And it's just, again, it's just such a safe environment for them and comfortable. And when you think, I just, a lot of times this is with homeschooling, it's just allow me to kind of reflect on my own life experiences and how, how do I learn best? How do people learn best? Like in what situation? Mm -hmm. So creating an atmosphere where it's conducive to that is really huge instead of, you know, being in a school with all these people that you don't know. And like we talked before, not really a connection. It just really, it really limits your ability to learn actually in a lot of ways. Yes, I think so. So even just that alone qualifies you to be a teacher because you already have this environment that you've created in your home for your child. Absolutely. Like just that safety piece alone. And then the fact that you've promised them that you'll do anything like you already have what it takes. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to have a desire to homeschool. And another, another question that actually a lot of people ask is, how do you get your, my kids don't listen to me. Like a lot of people say, Oh, I can never homeschool. Like my kids would not listen to me. Like how do you be their teacher? Yes. Yeah. Like I know people who are masters of the piano Mm -hmm. and they have all their kids in piano lessons Mm -hmm. because they say that same thing. Well, I couldn't, 
I can't teach my own kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like they might even teach other. So I've, I've always, that's always been kind of a question for me anyways, that's still ongoing. Like how do, I still don't, because some days it doesn't yeah. work. Like honestly, some days. Some days they don't days listen. It's true. They just don't <laughs> <Yeah>. listen. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, um, but honestly, I feel like, again, we're bringing up all the messy, hard things, all the emotions, all the frustrations get to be there on the surface yeah. with your child. They would still feel That's those cool. same things with mm-hmm. someone else but they just wouldn't yeah, say they wouldn't anything voice about it, it usually, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it gives you a chance to have all those, like all that feedback right mm-hmm. there at your fingertips. And really to me, and I'm not here yet, but to me that gives you the opportunity if you keep plugging away and keep trial and erroring and mm-hmm. whatever to become the ideal teacher totally. for your child. Totally. Right? And it just opens up such an opportunity for you to let go of the reins a little bit, your agenda, your ego, what you want to happen, and really tune in to your child and how they learn and to kind of follow their lead in a lot of ways, which I also think motherhood is about a lot. These children are here to teach you so much. And so just homeschooling, we have that opportunity as well to really tune in. And I think that's when you see the success. That's when you see um, talents emerge and learning um, just sparked. And it was when, like, I really noticed what Jane is doing and, you know, follow her lead and then create opportunities to give her more of that. Yes. I love that. It's really like, I feel like my only concern with this conversation we've just had and posting it is that we're both so excited about homeschool <laughs> and we might have made it seem like a little too magical <laughs> because it's really hard. <laughs> like 90, my toddler honestly screams like at the top of her lungs 90% of the time right now. So just like take that at least into account of all the things we said. Just like imagine all the things we talked with about the with a toddler. <laughs> at the top of her lungs or like dancing on the table or I know it's definitely chaotic at times for sure and it's everything's like but so it's like magnified right like the craziness is magnified when it's crazy and you need breaks that's when you need you need also like support you need a husband that can take the kids or one kid for the day or you can drop one of the even I noticed like if Julian goes with Andrew to work, sometimes it's a very, it's so nice. It's like such a different dynamic, you know? And so yes. you can fit yeah. things like that into your day too. To kind of- My parents just moved into no town way. and that's really? been- From BC? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Yes. And it's been amazing for my kids. Sometimes one will just bike over or, but it gives them somewhere yeah. else to go. Like when they're sick of me and- the house or just yeah. everything gives them a and my mom's amazing like she homeschooled all eight of yeah. us so she's all got something cool going on oh, there that's for them. amazing that makes a huge, huge difference. difference and you can build you can build a community too you can find like I hear a lot about finding your tribe and homeschooling different yes. I haven't personally found other homeschooling families yet to really um you know create that bond with but it's <sighs> 
I know it's hard. That's why I always throw like the wild and free hashtag up on if I ever do post on Instagram about children because I'm hoping (laughs) that someone will see it. (laughs) A kindred spirit. Yeah, I know. I've looked on their map and there's like no one. There's people an hour and a bit away from me now, actually closer now that we moved. But there's a group that meets like an hour and 15 minutes away, but that's. There's no one that's it's far. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I do know um, I do know a few families at church now that homeschool and I didn't have anyone in Victoria. So once the weather starts getting nicer, I think that we're gonna start getting together and that'll be really awesome. Oh, thanks for the chat, Ashley. This has been I don't know why we didn't do this a long time ago. I think we were both kind of just like finding our roots too, and we just needed to Yeah. It takes a while. Figure something out, but just a few weeks ago, I was like, I need to talk to Ashley. I need to find out what she's doing, if she's loving it, if it's working. Uh, I knew you would well, be, though. I knew you would be, too. It's just, I knew. <laughs> and I mean, who knows how long it'll last for, but for now, it's awesome. And Yeah, just enjoy it all. For sure. Uh, oh, it's been so good oh, to talk to you. Uh, we'll end it, and let's okay. do this again. At this point, you are probably so filled with new ideas and new insights, and you just need to talk to another person about how it's all gonna go down in your life. Visit me on Instagram. I'm Jenny Bowden there as well, and I'm always happy to answer any direct messages. But while you're there, make sure you throw up a screenshot on your stories or something that'll connect your community to this podcast so that you'll always have someone to chat with about an episode that you love. Mm-hmm.